as an adult, it's hard to resist gambling, drugs, Ponzi schemes, scams, bad decisions generally, overspending. All of those things are difficult if you're an adult. It takes a lot of self-control and a lot of life experience. When you're targeting a tiny little sponge mind, right, and hitting it with essentially gambling when it comes to investing in Ponzi schemes or pump and dumps or like loot boxes in video games, you're exposing mm. them to, you know, there's a reason why there's an age of consent and all these kinds of things, right? What's up, everybody? It's Crypto Basic Podcast up in your face. And it's time for another episode. Today, this episode features Adam Levy. What's up, what's up? With supporting roles from Kareem Baruke. Here to support. And Mr. Philbin. That'd be me. Yes. How you guys? <laughs> How you guys doing today? <laughs> What's up? Brent, you're the intro guy. I thought you were going to continue saying words and said you were just like, eh, no, that was I'm Mr. Pretty... Philbin. I don't have a first name. Yeah, I just no I, preference. I did. I dropped stop, stop. the ball on that, that one. That is me. End of conversation. That is me. Good podcast. All right. I'll see you guys yep. later. See you gents on the flip side. Yeah. So, yeah. What are we talking about today? I, I, I Here's what, all that was explained to me was this involves TikTok and Dogecoin. So those are two of my favorite things. So not at all. Man, I'm still disappointed that Dogecoin is actually Dogecoin and not Dogecoin, which is how I've pronounced it forever. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Hey, <laughs> but it's like GIF and JIF. If enough people say it, you know. I know. It's we could fork the pronunciation of Doge if we oh, try hard enough. Oh, wow. Wow, we should make Amazing. we should probably maybe make some videos viral, you know, viral TikToks, and maybe things will, uh, you know, this is a little way to foreshadowing right now. So <laughs> right. I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty that no matter what this story is, it cannot get me to install TikTok on my phone. Yeah, same. same okay, same. fine. All right. So I'm basically, hey Kareem, yes, let's let's ask you a question. Yes. Oh, this is fun. My favorite episode so far. <laughs> what do you think the price of Dogecoin is? As po- oh, yeah. Oh, God. He doesn't even know what the price of Bitcoin is. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. That's a good question. That's that's so rough because like, I know that it's kind of like a micro coin, uh, but I literally never checked the price, like ever, not once. So do I get a shot at the circulating supply or is that already too much info? $125 billion. Ooh, $125 billion. God damn. All right. I'm going to say that one Dogecoin equal, let's see, Cardano is like at $0.04. Cents, and I think that they're like $45 billion, So times. A look into Kareem's brain. We, brain we got here doing math. Um, There's a monkey second. behind hold there. Hold on. I'm the- trying to, it's okay. I got it at like. It's, it's about like three times the Cardano supply, I think. Wait, and wait, they wait. rank a little lower. Should we do a Laden things on Kareem's yeah. answer? <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I got an answer. I'm ready to go. I'm going to say that Dogecoin is worth 38th of a like point. It's um not three cents, but correct. With 38.038. Yeah. What about you, Brent? Have you looked? I have not, in fact, looked. I have absolutely no idea, but I do remember it being around a penny at some point, but that may have been like during moon phase. So I'll go with a penny. 
All right. Well, Kareem was extremely close. It is what? actually at point zero zero four six one four six one. So, you know, well done, Kareem, with the circulating supply. So over the past seven days, it is up 78%. God damn. That's amazing. I remember one time I did a stupid video called Brent Reads Coin Market Cap, where I just like go down and I say stupid platitudes about every coin just to kind of troll all the YouTubers. And I get to Doge and it's just up some stupid number. And I'm just like, wait, and I like break character. I'm like, what the hell happened to Doge? So I would I wish I'd done it again in this exact scenario. So the, Doge is mooning. Yep. The volume, the trading volume of Doge as of like a couple of days ago was 25 million. Before that, it was like 2 million for like months and occasional Man. spikes. So uh, so real quick, the, before you go on, Adam, I just yeah. want to let everybody know that this is inevitably going to lead to some kind of rant. About, like these meme coins are telling us something about crypto and I don't know what it is yet, but it's just interesting. Continue, please. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it is. So I saw one headline say that Dogecoin spiked to 1900% in two days. And I feel like that's probably a little off, but like there was definitely a massive spike. The global search interest to... How to buy Dogecoin has skyrocketed from 25 to 100. Oh, man. 100. You, Kareem, and, I mean, it sounds like Brent understand, you know, knows the trend like scale rating. You understand that too, right? Like, it's, uh, it's, what, is it not a 4X or is it exponential? No, no, no. It, it's more like just like a popular, like a 25 is like kind of like, all right, like I don't really know exactly how. Sorry, I didn't mean specifically the scale, but you understand that if something is a hundred on a Google Trend scale, it is freaking popping. Like yeah. people are googling that a lot. Wait, is the scale max out at a hundred? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, I know. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, sometimes you're just like uh, Beyonce comes out with an album, she'll like just all of a sudden pop, right? right or whatever, right. you know. It's like one of the um, most. Then Google go back to like seventy. Yeah, like Beyonce probably mm-hmm. rests at seventy normally. So 25 is not very high. It's like, oh, Dogecoin people like mention it here and there or whatever. It's known. 100 is ridiculous to just do that. So now you're probably like, huh? How is this happening? You know, like, like okay, like, why is there just a... So it I, origin- hold on, I have a funny interjection here. I went, I, I have a subscription to Ahrefs, which is used for like SEO research for my job. And... I popped in and I searched how to buy Dogecoin and I looked at the keyword ideas. I was trying to see like what it looked like on the back end. And keyword number one is Doge. Keyword number two is Dogecoin. Number three is Reddit memes. Memes. Number four is Doge meme. Number five in the volume is Moon Bitcoin Live Awesome Investment <laughs> with 25,000 or 28,000 searches a month. <laughs> wow. That must, I don't know what, that's hilarious. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, and and if you're wondering where this all came from, I guess we kind of spoiled it. It came from TikTok. And I kind of want to play an audio that has, and for those who don't know, obviously there's, I'm a big TikTok guy. I think it's the best social media that's ever been made. However, of course, there does seem to be some issues with the data and the fact that like China (laughs) and blah, 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 maybe they're going to ban. However, I do think that I would be willing to delete all other apps and just have TikTok if there were. No, I'm just I don't even. We're, talk we're, not even we're not even saying that it's bad. We're just saying take the evil of Facebook, square it and make it 
a communist dictatorship. Continue. If the security flaws and ev- or whatever, all that stuff Flaw. was, but was... Flaws implies lack of design there. Okay. Uh, we're not accusing it of not being an efficient, well-designed platform. I guess what I'm just saying is that <laughs> I would choose TikTok over social any social media platform if there was no like BS behind the scenes. You know, I just think it's like a great right. app. I love Vine. So they're yeah they're thinking of banning it, uh, which would just be like Vine two and everyone hated that. Um, By the way, banned. do you know why they're? I mean, sorry, random speculation. This uh, <laughs> Adam's trying to right. with me, and it's we're Kareem's, all Kareem's but, tinfoil corner. No, well, yes, okay, it is a tinfoil corner, but it's not my theory. I'm just telling you guys something I read. So everybody's been banning TikTok, right? Like Australians and all this kind of stuff. You guys have. Yeah, did I say Australians? But India, right, right. India. No, no, no. I'm, I mean, it could have been Australia. I'm saying India as well. I don't know why that name came to mind. I wasn't sure, but I saw a couple of countries. I think Australia did. Maybe. Anyway, okay. but the U.S. never said anything. Pompeo, Secretary of State, never said anything about it until like the last two weeks, which is like interesting. Why? What happened? Well, also remember two weeks ago was that whole fiasco with this uh trump's rally that ended yep. up all being empty apparently yep. that was a big k-pop tiktok fan base that like used tiktok to put together an idea of like reserving oh. a bunch of tickets and not going so i think they're associating like well it, it wasn't k-pop either it was it was like a mixture of that and also there were like some guys who were like hey this would be he literally had a video that was like you know it would be really a bad idea if you went on the website and then booked like all these tickets and then didn't show up to a Trump rally. That would be really bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it was like, I think it was probably a collection, but this is the type of things that like, I actually think in that regard, like there's these, these things that go viral that all of a sudden you're like, oh, where'd that come from? It came from TikTok, the center of the internet. You remember a decade ago with Reddit where like you would just Ouch. see like, no, I, whatever. I'm, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying I'm old. <laughs> yeah, but remember like a decade ago with Reddit where it would just be like, oh, I saw that two days ago on Reddit. Like it would right. it would hit it would hit the mainstream, be like, oh yeah, like Huffington Post was like scraping articles from Reddit and then posting it two days later. Like anything that was on like the top twenty-five. Right. And it right, feels right. like that's how TikTok is operating right now. Like the center of the internet seems to be on TikTok, not Twitter, not all these other places now, as far as social media goes. Right. And like it kind of sucks that the center of the internet is going to be uh, like if the U.S. gets cut, it's going to be unfortunate because there's a lot of things that are coming out, regardless of the security or the issues behind it. You know, like stuff like this, the fact that some kid can just post a funny little thing about Trump and then uh, about his rally and somehow legitimately affect the rally is right, pretty amazing, on, but, you know? Yeah. It also makes total sense that now somebody's done going to do something about it because it's like, hey, wait a minute. How did all these people say they were going to be in my rally and they weren't? What happened? Oh, there was this thing on TikTok, sir. How do we ban TikTok? (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, if he's already getting pressure from certain parts of the government to do something about TikTok and he has other reasons not to necessarily cross that line, but then he gets pissed off and embarrassed publicly and he feels that it's TikTok's fault, you know? Then he's just might be like, all right, fine, let's go with that thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, I that's kind of how I feel that he just kind of got bitter because he's a you know salty man and just saw that and then start pushing for it and then they also realized that there were some legitimate issues behind it. I did see right. a post of someone 
I should have pulled this up actually, but on it, Reddit it might not be a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I could. It'd be one of the things that he does that I agree with. If we ban TikTok, I kind of can get behind that just because of how dangerous I think the. Uh, it just sucks, man. Because I hate the idea of like starting to ban stuff, but like also they're like straight up just it's spyware, you know, for a foreign government that I don't know. Yeah. I would feel sad for all the kitties, you know, they they love their TikToks, but uh at the same time, I I would I would feel better for our future generations. You, you I feel what? bad for you, Adam. Actually, real quick, imagine if we ban TikTok and therefore any kind of trademark or anything like that doesn't apply and essentially an American TikTok is created, right? That's what some other companies that's do with China our does. companies. Exactly. That's exactly what yeah. China does. Like that's Alibaba was kind of, you know, a bunch of their stuff, Twitter, their own Facebook. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, all right, maybe, maybe this is a spot where we play the same game and just have a Western, you know, if anybody's going to spy on me, it's the NSA, not no Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> that's not unreasonable. You know, it's just uh, Kareem. The NSA is absolutely spying on you. <laughs> I'm sure it takes I- a while to rebuild these apps. You know, they said they're going to, you know, Vine got cut and then they decided that they had to. I mean, it took like five, seven years for TikTok to pop up again. Um, well, Vine got cut in the most American way possible, which was being bought out by Instagram. <laughs> I don't think that happened. Twitter shuttered it. Didn't or, get oh, maybe it was Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, bought out by Twitter. Yeah, I was gutted. I just love short form these short form, uh, you know, videos. But so, anyways, I want to play an audio from TikTok. Let's all get rich. Dogecoin is practically worthless. There are eight hundred million TikTok users. Invest just twenty five dollars. Once the stock hits one dollar, you'll have ten grand. He says, "Tell everyone you know." Oh my god. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was little... hoping there might be something altruistic here. Instead, it's a TikTok pump and dump. <laughs> yes. yes. This is ridiculous. This is what we're dealing with here. TikTok pump and dump with a bunch of Gen Zers. The dude who posted this video spelled challenge wrong. C A C H A L L A N G E. Challenge. Yeah, challenge. I mean, it just seems like this is gonna end poorly for everyone. Or maybe some people might actually profit, but fuck. I mean, I mean, obviously, this is nuts. Kareem is not gonna have an aneurysm, but I love it. (laughs) No, no, no. It's just, you know, I expected something to be more, maybe like, more like meme-ish on the side where like a few people are kind of benefiting directly. I didn't, maybe it's a little more overt <laughs> than I was expecting. Like, Hey, yeah, let's do a pump on them. Spread it as far as you can. But anyway, it's like this guy came up with the idea of a pump and dump, like on his own. He's just like, yeah, it's like a new generation that hasn't I'm been exposed to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Idea I have guys to do this illegal thing. All right. But like, okay, so real talk, this isn't a stock, right? So there's no, it's not like there's a company underlying value. Dogecoin is just Dogecoin. We've talked about the fact before that like, even the creator- Also, I forgot, you completely got the value wrong earlier and so did I. Dogecoin's value is always one Doge. How stupid are we? Oh, yeah. But but Adam asked me in dollars. That's true. All right, fine. (laughs) All right. So listen, 
Doge is not maintained, right? We know this. It's not like there's a lot of big development team and everything. One of the criticisms of our space here is that it's just people pretending to, a lot of people are just pretending to be doing stuff and it's really nothing, right? And we have different projects that we have reasons why we respect the development or what they've accomplished. But like, dude, this is really like the fact that things like Dogecoin and even some of the Bitcoin forks can have such high market caps are really like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like at some point, somebody's going to have to figure out what all this means about how we're assigning value and what where's the value really coming from? And how many times could you just peel off and uh, uh, copy a chain and make it more value and have a funnier meme? And that's worth billions and billions of dollars. Like, so you know what I'm saying? Like, how is this economically sustainable? How is this, or is this just a new paradigm? And and really, like, if an idea holds inside a group, then that is all that matters. And that idea in and of itself has value that can be tangible. I, I, it's just kind of crazy. Couple things. I think Doge is being developed still. It's just not by the creator. The creator like hates it. So okay, I don't necessarily think the creator hates it. I do have something to say about that. I think his name was his name Jackson Palmer. I feel like maybe it was mentioned. That it. sounds familiar. Um, but he basically so funny enough from my research on TikTok yesterday, oh. I was I found a video that actually explained. The story behind how uh, Dogecoin got created. This was like May, like a couple years ago. Apparently, there was there were two tabs open on his browser, and one was the Dogecoin meme because it was super hot in like 2011, and the other was Coin Market Cap. And he just decided he was going to make a tr- like this meme. He, he's basically right. said this like publicly, like he made this as a meme coin, and uh, I think it's just hilarious how that all started. But I mean, maybe yeah. maybe they're actually trying to do something now because apparently the community became pretty like strong like years ago. Fair enough. It wouldn't surprise me at all if the community uh, has picked this up. But like, I do remember there was a long period of time where he had stopped working on it and nobody else was working on it. And Doge was still as active as ever. And in a way, I find that amazing because it's showing the pure strength, raw power of community here, right? Like whether it's a comedy-based community or a growth-based community or whatever, you know, like all the different communities have their own little flavors based on the coins often. But like, I don't know, you know, like for a long time, it wasn't seriously developed. It makes sense that it's being developed now, but, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I don't know that it still is. I just know that I know that the creator regrets making it. And he doesn't understand why it still exists kind of thing. Like we we covered that in Doge 101. It's just been so long since we did that episode that I can't remember all of the ins and outs of what that guy thought about his project. Do you guys know know who Peter Schiff is? The gold? Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's the gold bug guy who's very anti anti crypto. Right. And and when he talks about Bitcoin and all this stuff, he just calls it kind of like a Ponzi scheme built on nothing. All right. Again, I'm not. We spent hundreds of episodes, literally hundreds of episodes talking about the great things about cryptocurrency. So don't take the statement like it's reflecting how I feel. But from somebody like that's perspective, who's making those arguments, what does a story like this say? I think it validates their argument in, in much more ways than it defends the idea that cryptocurrency has some kind of intrinsic I mean, value. maybe I'm a uh, always a glass half full kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I actually see this as an entirely new demographic 
is kind of being opened up to the world of crypto. And to be honest, there were a lot of people like that in 2017 before that who were just like, wow, I just put money in and all of a sudden I'm just getting rich. Like, this is too easy. Oh, God. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, I don't think that's a good I don't think that's a good thought for a new generation that is probably going to be like the poorest generation to have. (laughs) But they like. They only I spent, agree that exposure is good. I, I agree that twenty five dollars. I'm not saying they were the guy was not saying to go all in. It was just like just invest twenty five dollars. You'll have ten k or whatever. So yeah, if, but that doesn't mean that they won't invest all their money. Like if they, if they're looking right. at that, they're like, well, if I put in twenty five dollars, I'm going to get a ten k. Why don't what I put in a hundred? I'm also not advocating that saying that this is a good thing. I'm just saying that this is a roundabout way of exposing a lot of new people to, especially the generation probably coming up, that is going to be very now know about cryptocurrency. Yeah, maybe All they right. know about Dogecoin, unfortunately. Okay, like- okay. So fair enough. Let me put it to you this way, kind of go- touching back on something. And I'm not saying that uh, this is right or wrong or anything like that. Just posing the the kind of threat. We're talking about kids here often, right? Because TikTok appeals especially yeah, to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the big arguments against some of these apps is that they're specifically targeting people before their abilities. Like as an adult, it's hard to resist gambling, drugs, Ponzi schemes, scams, bad decisions generally, overspending. All of those things are difficult if you're an adult. It takes a lot of self-control and a lot of life experience. When you're targeting a tiny little sponge mind right? And hitting it with essentially gambling when it comes to investing in Ponzi schemes or pump and dumps or like loot boxes in video games, you're exposing Mm -hmm. them to, you know, there's a reason why there's an age of consent and all these kinds of things, right? So like we're saying it's like, yeah, okay, great that they're exposed to cryptocurrency, but they're not, they're actually exposed in the worst way at the worst time when they can't make any objective decisions. And it's just their worst instincts being exploited. I agree with that. It is very unfortunate. The internet is a scary place for anyone, you know, growing yeah, up. Yeah, I agree. Even when it, we were growing up, you know, on it. It's a place that should be, I don't want to say regulated, but like as as far as the kids go, like it's definitely something that, I mean, just think about what, what trouble we could get into. Like, like for me, I'm older than you guys for a few years. I was getting in trouble, like cybering, you know, like joking around. Like <laughs> I literally, I was on the internet when it was $2 and 95 cents per hour to use on AOL. <laughs> I went through a hundred hours in like a month on the internet and my parents were annoyed. They had to pay $300. Cause I was like, as a kid, I didn't have any money. <laughs> and that was, that was like the worst thing I could do. Like you, you, I right. tried to, I tried really hard to find you know bad parts of the internet or whatever just like you know like like looking at porn because i'm a 12 year old kid or something you know I, whatever yeah. it was but like it was incredible. and it was much hard. harder back then it was so much harder <laughs> it took now so much you, more work <laughs> now you yeah. just go boobs google and you're right. just like like all of a sudden there's like you look at videos or images and it's just like there and you're like what yeah the fuck? and you're getting like recommended searches by yeah. analyzing all humans on the planet as opposed to like you being like hmm what's the yeah, next oh I know. naked lady yeah like, <laughs> and then like the parents now have to actually you know put these like stops on it like you know parent lock or whatever and it's like what you're gonna and then they're gonna have a phone you get them a phone well you're gonna put that on there okay well they go to the library they might try that like it's just like a mess 
Dude, but I'm really glad you brought that up though, because this is one of the topics that convinces me that when it comes to raising children, the majority of the solutions start at home, right? Because like, even though I support like social safety nets and social programs, and I do want people to like, you know, wear seatbelts and that kind of stuff, right? The solutions that would have to come from the top of society down to restrict children from having access to this are imposed on too many freedoms. It just it just creates too many problems, right? Like, what yeah. are we going to have people log in with a ID and some IDs can access certain parts of the internet? We don't want that. We definitely don't want to give that control to any kind of government entity. So it's like at the end of the day, the solution here is at home. You like, I remember growing up, there were parents that like just wouldn't let their kids watch more than an hour of TV or something. And I always used to think those kids were being tortured. Honestly, most of those kids are crushing it right now. And in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, it's probably good that they didn't watch that much TV. Maybe that's too restrictive, but like TV was already around, right? So it, it's up to the parent. And now that we have all this other stuff around, it's up to you, man. It's up to you at home to to to. Or maybe we just accept that no matter what you do, in any time that you are in, it's just going to be a tough time for you. Like to, it's just going to be hard to be a kid, and you know, it's like all these vices. As soon as you're 18, all that happens is vices become open around you, and then like, or it's like like the adults are building all these vices. You know, everything gambling. Yeah. Also, that's another thing. We can't gamble right now. You know, let's say the 30 year olds. 50, whoever people that just wanted to bet on sports they can't do that right now so i think stocks ended up taking like an uptick barstool sports oh my god that guy dave portnoy he's been like doing like a lot he's been talking about stocks a lot he even started talking about dogecoin and i think he somehow said he didn't even say doge or dogecoin he was just like dogcoin like <laughs> he didn't he's like what is this i don't know about uh, cryptocurrency dogcoin uh what but I mean, it's like stocks seem to be the way to degen right now. And yeah, I, but you know, it's, it's definitely the way to degen right now because like they're juicing the pot, you know, it's not like, like the, the Fed specifically printing millions of dollars and doing things like buying index funds, which is literally just boosting up a bunch of stocks or loaning money to big giant corporations that they might not have to pay back. So what do you think it does to the stock of Apple and Tesla or whatever if they don't need money and the government says, here's a bunch of money? The stocks go up. So everybody's winning. So everybody's hopping on board. The effect is doubling down and nobody wants to miss out. But like, come on, we all know how these stories end. Yeah. I, sure. I will say, you know, this is definitely not financial advice. And I don't remember if I've said this on the show yet, but... For the first time in my adult life, since I started contributing to my IRA, I sold all of my holdings in the IRA into U.S. dollars. <laughs> so, like, forget what I'm doing outside of the IRA that involves crypto. Obviously, I've put more of my net worth into crypto than I would ever think somebody should if I'm if they're being, you know, not risky. But I don't know what is going to happen. I Every day I see it go up. I don't understand how it can continue to go up. but I, as every business around me is shuttering, as my escape room gets, is I'm about to close it. Like, I, I can't keep it running. It's going to close forever, depending on the outcome of some negotiations with the landlord. I'm not the only business having that. And I got the PPP loan for it. I just, it, it, wow. isn't, it wasn't enough to keep me afloat. Yeah. So I wish I got like some of the money that the churches got from the PPP loan, maybe, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but Bro, Scientology um, got money. Yeah. Yeah. All the temples, all the. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe those people should start paying taxes, huh? If they're <laughs> if, if they're getting money from the taxpayers, 
via inflation, maybe they should have to pay taxes. Anyway, little rant. Obviously, we've got lots of thoughts on this, but I think Kareem is right that this is the joke of the space and it is going if it goes viral on tiktok if it becomes a thing it's gonna not expose a lot of people to crypto it's gonna expose a lot of people to a pump and dump on a coin that is not antithetical to crypto like we don't have any issues with dogecoin it is decentralized there is you, like out there how do you want people to get into crypto like do you really just think like a bunch of like the younger generations just gonna be like I'm going to look up Ethereum today. Ethereum seems it, it, it has to, yeah, you know, but Adam, Adam, I don't think that that's a, that's a fair critique because like, how do people get into stocks? Do we need to go into elementary schools and start telling people, Oh, look at Tesla's chart. Look how much it's gone up. Look how much money you would have. No, when they start caring about money and learning about the real world, when they're maybe in their late teens or in college or whatever, they get into it. Just like when you did the point here is like, I mean, again, I don't want to totally sound like I'm, against it because like i like the community aspect of doge i think it's interesting it's almost like yeah it's almost like the community itself has a value in the coin um and who knows maybe there's a future where there are just literally thousands and thousands and thousands of currencies that are used by subgroups and and if that's right then doge is like an early example of that i I don't know it's interesting but like we don't need to get people into the space (laughs) <laughs> by like you know what i mean like uh getting by 12 dump, year yeah. old 12 year olds into pump and dumps <laughs> speaking of 12 year olds in the pump and dumps i do want you guys to click are you guys on notion right now because um i just want you to look at notion and just click on there scroll down and click on kid influencers oh and my God. look at the picture this was on top of reddit yesterday our cryptocurrency and it's, make me sad. it's just an amazing little picture. And basically, I mean, I want I want to hear oh my it. God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally to the I mean, we'll post in the show make, notes. No, yeah, make post in the show notes. Make this the, the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To give you a little description of this picture, there's like two kids that are looking at like who appears to be the leader in the red shirt, and he is super seriously like looking at them like he's explaining a mathematical equation and he is like dead serious about how this is going to work this how, is a YouTube it's how video. doge can reach one dollar yeah this is a youtube video with 160 views and now it definitely has a lot more because it was just posted as a screenshot on cryptocurrency look we somewhere. we've kind of shit on this a little bit but look, here's another there is another way this goes what if doge just becomes the currency of the kids like kids can't get their allowance. They they can't get money from their adults. They want like Robux or what's the Fortnite coins or whatever. I don't know V-Bucks, what those are called. V-Bucks. V-Bucks. Yeah. So they, they want those things, but they can't get them. And now they've found a way to like spend their $5 allowance on Doge. It pumps. And then all of a sudden kids start using Doge as like their money. I don't know. It's like super weird. But when I picture people coming into cryptocurrency, like, you know, Kareem said, when you learn about finance, you learn about crypto. I, I picture somebody coming into cryptocurrency the same way I came into PayPal, which is that I needed it to do one of the things that I wanted to do or the same way I got Venmo when I'm at dinner one day and somebody's like, yeah, just Venmo me. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And they're like, oh, download this app. You can send me the money. It's super easy. And I'm like, I could just give you cash. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want cash. Just Download Venmo. Or you can put it on your card. And I'm just like, all right, fine. I'll download fucking Venmo. And then like I do it and I give them the money. And like that is what in like a rosy future, that's what I want crypto to be. I want you to be sitting at dinner and 
somebody's like, no, oh, no, I don't like deal with dollars anymore. Send me like some nano or whatever. And and then you do. Or, and I'm just picking nano. Don't roast me or whatever. But that's what I want. So but the problem is, this is framed as a pump and dump. And this YouTube thumbnail, all that this makes me think of is BitConnect. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm how does Doge reach one dollar? That that is the title of a BitConnect video. And the, but the thing is, this thing isn't BitConnect. It doesn't have all those stupid little properties of BitConnect, but it could still end up the same way if the whole purpose of using it is a pump and dump. But if using it as a pump and dump becomes a way that like kids start using it as their money, I don't know. I don't ha- I don't hate that as much. I just wish it wasn't Doge because uh, you know again, well whatever. It, it could be other meme coins too, but. I don't know. I, I don't want to be one of those old guys that's just like, me damn kids trying to do this thing. <laughs> uh, I will say that, let me rephrase a little bit, because yeah, I'm not a proponent of all these TikTok users buying Dogecoin and then ultimately dealing with a pump and dump without any knowledge of what a pump and dump. It's very, it's dangerous. I'm at least happy that it's not millions of dollars that you know people are not like buy 10k dollars it's 25 dollars. so he's saying like low risk i mean the volatility of your bankroll is not going to take a huge hit hopefully and, i mean and, some 12 year olds have 200 dollars bankrolls and they're I, ballers yeah, you're right you're right but really this could be the start of another bit connect and it is scary and i think that's like so it can't be the start of another bit connect because there's nobody behind doge but it could lead into BitConnect like things getting more traction. Okay, I would say that for now, like in the future, this could end up having a positive effect on the space in some level. But for now, I think it's probably more important for anyone that somehow listens to this that's freaking 12 years old, I don't know, uh, or like a 21 year old that's like, oh, Dogecoin seems sweet. Like, no. I mean, Dogecoin might be a great meme, might be have a decent community, but it's not even about Dogecoin at this point. It's just about understanding that markets are are pretty brutal and they will snap back at any point and all of a sudden you'll wake up and especially cryptocurrency markets, you'll wake up and you're it's just a falling knife and you've just lost tens of thousands of dollars, you know, just because some coin like you know, people decided they were going to sell a bunch. Some whale decided they were going to sell a bunch. So please be careful out there. Uh, we, I, I think me, Brent, and Kareem can all just like attest to that fact that like if somehow you saw your you you directed to this pod from TikTok or like is somehow like a TikToker is listening to this pod or some young kid like just understand that cryptocurrency space is the cryptocurrency space is still unregulated and it can be very vicious so be careful please i will also say that i am going to purchase 25 dollars worth of dogecoin oh my god brett i just got done with this long rant it was like oh my god there was like a little bit of like warmth and human real like realness and Adam, what if it could be 10k Oh my god! Can't take this guy anywhere. No, you cannot. But <laughs> but yeah. So this has just been a weird week for the crypto space. Interesting stuff going on. And weird week for the economy for everything. <laughs> yeah. Weird uh, it, times. It, it, it is a weird week. You know what? I'm going to give the listeners something even weirder. I might move my ass to Cambodia. I am at this point like 95 percent sure I'm going to do it, depending on the loose ends that I have to tie up here. So if there's any listeners out there in Southeast Asia that especially if you happen to be in Cambodia, hit us up. Fair enough. Cool. 
I'll try to visit. If you're interested in that journey, I actually will probably start to finish have YouTube videos on the whole thing on my own YouTube, uh, which I think is I should probably know. I think it's Brentity, but it might be Chubby Crypto. I don't know. So <laughs> one or, one or the other. There's a there's a YouTube that I have that I that I'm going to fire up and kind of document what I have to go through to get there. And there were so many videos like this, and there were so many people that there were just. It's crazy how quickly you know things can go viral on TikTok. Um, and this is definitely going to be. Uh, hopefully, it's not a serious issue, but I mean. It's it was trending on Twitter also five million views. Uh, or sorry, um, it, it was five million views on TikTok, which is like fine. It isn't actually that much for a uh, TikTok hashtag, but still a good amount of views. Still five million, and um, it was the top trending spot on Twitter late Tuesday night. We'll get this thing out. We'll SEO the hell out of it, and maybe we're gonna get some more some more listeners in the Zoomer age group. I think couple things though i'm reading this comment thread i like some of the things that are being said there in the comment thread on the reddit thread <laughs> for instance oh no i lost it what a build up no i also think some people because it was on robin hood thought that this was a stock and not a doge is one of the coins on robin hood yeah. Look how easily I can just buy $25 of it. I didn't know that. Also, they tweeted at Elon Musk to like help pump. They started just pulling out all the stops. You know, they were like, oh, let's make it a dollar. We'll tweet at Elon. He'll get in it because he likes Dogecoin once because he mentioned it. He know? did mention it one time. Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah, it is. I just looked. It's on Robinhood. So if you're interested in going on Robinhood and buying some Dogecoin, there is a link in the show notes that uh, is a referral link for us. Please go ahead and click that. If you're going over to Robinhood, you get a free stock. And so do we. Nobody has clicked on that in the past. But I think that there's a chance somebody could click on it after listening to this episode. It's up 7% in the last uh, 24 hours. It is up 99% on the week. So that is uh that's pretty interesting i found the comment the comment was what the fuck i knew this sub was a bunch of kids but i always thought many were 18 to early 20s <laughs> this makes a ton of sense <laughs> <laughs> that's from franklin 72 good job buddy if i had any red gold i'd give it to you so yeah that is our episode on the tiktoks and the doges so let us know what you think join our discord uh we've been yelled at in there this week already for being too far left on our politics <laughs> really what ha- i missed that oh you know what should i read that just a quick disclaimer from the editor uh from this point on there is not going to be any more crypto we are done with crypto for the day <laughs> uh this is just going to be mask nonsense from now on so if you feel like you got your daily dose of crypto news and you're done then feel free to hop off the episode but if you want like 10 15 minutes of like mask nonsense and Brent justifying his left libertarian positions and all of that jazz, then by all means, stick around. Maybe I'll read it. Yeah, nah. I'll, 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 I'll give you what you're missing out on in the discord. Just catching up on episodes made it to 241. Man, I like it when you guys stick to what you're good at crypto, <laughs> which I don't actually agree. Uh, you guys lean so far left, you're about to fall over. How do you go outside? You sound like you fear the world. <laughs> Crypto to me is a small way to escape, be it a small one, government control. You guys sound like you want the government to control your life. I.e. just let seatbelts, just like seatbelts save lives. Kareem, uh, already on this episode, espoused what he feels about seatbelts. 
uh, but they don't save everyone's. A mask is the same false hope. Life, enjoy, and buy. Live, enjoy, and buy crypto in your life. Don't judge others for their choices. And no, I don't want to be tracked. Well, unfortunately, we have to judge each other on our choices because our choices is what matters, right? And if somebody is hardworking or follows the law and they're making those choices and somebody's not, right? If somebody's breaking the law, we're going to judge people's choices. And the case of the mask is pretty much universally accepted that we're helping each other out, right? So it's just about some kind of social contract, some kind of social responsibility. I don't think we live in fear. I don't think we're falling over. But yeah, Kareem is playing I poker did. like every day. He's, he's that's about the worst thing you could do. So he's all he's all about it. No, listen, I you know what? I think we come off more left than we actually are. Also, because we sh- we just shit on Trump a lot, and yeah, I get it. I, but, that but here's make the thing: me left. yeah, exactly. We it's, it's not it, that's so it's not easy, hatred it's of the easy. right. Like Trump's just yeah. an idiot, bro. Yeah, there's an idiot yeah. running the country, so it's news every day. Also, I'm sorry, I that promise, offends people. We've definitely had some discussions that I feel like were a lot more. I mean. Kareem, you love, you know, the economy and you love talking just about all that stuff. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, takes that we've had that were very much not definitely not left leaning regarding you, like the economy and stuff. So I I was just talking about this with the friend yesterday. Whenever we do economic stuff, I try to be mindful of the fact that I have a bias. I know that my bias is on the left. So I just try to present the other side as best as I can. And I try to poke holes in my assumptions, like when we're talking about whatever, whether it's Kantian and modern monetary theory or printing money or whatever it is. Like, I get that there's different valid opinions, but I'm not going to pretend that people that are just con artists have valid opinions. They're just playing political games, right? Like, Right. Just for the rest of the cryptoverse, I've never voted a Democrat before the midterm elections in 2018. So despite the fact that as I've kind of, you know, grown up and evolved, I would say I lean left libertarian. Just because I have an anti-Trump bias does not actually have anything to do with my politics. If Trump aligned himself with my politics tomorrow, if he said he he said, here's my new list of things for 2020, here are all the things. And he's like, you know, universal health care, like UBI, like all the things that I agreed with. I still wouldn't vote for the guy. So that I, it has nothing to yeah, do he's with a crazy the person. way I lean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like an nar- actual narcissist, crazy person, like history books are going to be written about these personality types you know so like i'm sorry it's not you know when it there comes to no, economics i'm going to try also, to i don't control. consider masks a political position right exactly I, it, it shouldn't even be a political position right it, that's exact thank you so much for saying that because that's how i feel about so many of these issues like it the one of the sides has chosen to make it political for a reason a b or c when it shouldn't be it's pretty simple pandemic you spread less by putting on a freaking mask that shouldn't be controversial. You've or you chosen to make it controversial, right? You don't give it away if you go outside. Like you, you, yeah. you're not, you're not contaminating someone else if you just wear a mask. Like that's the just- best I was able to kind of get somebody to come who was a never masker to come around a little bit on this was I said, uh, "Listen, you say God bless you when you when somebody sneezes, right? Like you don't even believe in God, so you do this little thing as a courtesy to this person who just sneezed because, like." The reason behind the God bless you is that your heart stops when you sneeze or whatever. So it's like, oh, I'm hoping that it comes back. The same thing kind of applies to the mask. Like there isn't a negative for the mask. Uh, It's just a little bit annoying to help somebody else. It's uncomfortable. That's literally all that's happening here. I mean, you've been spending eight hours a day in masks basically, right? Yes, obviously. It's uncomfortable. I get it. But like. I guess people don't really understand the the disease yet, and that's the problem. That 
not even the basic knowledge is agreed upon. So we can't come to terms when we try to have these discussions. It sounds like we're being completely biased because every single fact along the way is challenged, right? So when you say something like, hey, COVID is actually really dangerous, it turns out some of these people are never getting their sense of smell back. We're getting reports of long-term neurological problems, fatigue, people that can't even cook because they're so tired after they recover from COVID. We still have over a million people dead in the world, right? So this is literally a very dangerous thing that's affecting our health, destroying our economy. And the most successful thing we could do right now is to wear a mask. So if that can't be done because it's uncomfortable and they feel like that challenges their freedom, then it's very difficult. Like, okay, so what about the social contracts that that person values? Like, what do you want other people in the society to do? And why should they do it when even the most minimal task of like protecting each other, we can't do, you know what I mean? Like there's a reason why the United States has the worst spread right now, because almost no other country besides the UK had this issue. People just put on their freaking masks. You know what I'm saying? Cambodia, where Brent's going, doesn't have one tenth, one hundredth of the resources that we have in the United States. Yeah. All right. And they've had zero deaths. They don't even come close. <laughs> you understand? Like we spend literally let me, 10 times let as me much explain. per person. They have zero deaths, and this is why. So, like, they don't, they don't actually have any sort of mask mand- mandates or anything like that. They're using, like, hand sanitizer and stuff because they don't have any cases. They've had 10 cases in the last 30 days or whatever, right? But when I get there, my entire plane is going to be tested for COVID when I arrive. If one person on my plane tests positive, I'm required to quarantine for 14 days. In the U.S., like, you know, even though Trump's like, oh, I stopped flights from China. He didn't test. Nobody got tested when they got here. You know, like, mm-hmm. they just, all right, you're here. Like, you're from one of the not China countries. So you're fine. Go ahead. Go around or whatever. So they've managed to contain it. They've managed to save their quality of life. They just don't have great tourism there. So I'm going to go be a great tourist. Yeah. And and you know what? I will say one thing just to defend the other side or whatever. Our institutions failed us again because we came out and said, told people that masks weren't going to help. And then Fauci comes back and admits that that was a lie, that they were just caught red-handed, unsupplied, and therefore they lie to the public in order to be able to get their hands on some supplies to healthcare workers. You're an idiot. This is why people don't trust the government. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, right? So they're fueling that mistrust, but like look around the world. Like if you really, every time you feel so like caught in this political battle of right versus left, just make an effort to look at what's happening somewhere else in the world where they don't have the exact same political climate and everywhere else in the world right? Not people that hate or love Trump, just people that are doing other shit. Go to Korea, go to, go to, you know, like you said, Cambodia, go to different countries. Hey, the ones that are doing a lot of testing and wearing masks are keeping this shit on lock. And the ones that are trying to be balls to the wall, oh, this thing doesn't even matter. Brazil, the United States are leading the pack in infections and deaths. This isn't rocket science. It is science. It is tough science. There's a lot that we're, we don't know. And there's a lot that we might like understand in the future. There's conflicting reports on all kinds of things, but I just masks seems to be like a first principle that it just works. So even people that I would say I disagree with politically that lean right libertarian, especially are still on board with with masks. Just give up on the mask debate and we can just move on. And and I feel like that was probably just something that was created to just stir up some some buzz. We all botched it. And let's think about some other stuff. Yeah, it was. I I don't know what I don't know what you should have done if you're Fauci. Because the the noble lie that he told may have actually worked and saved 
healthcare people. I don't know because the American spirit is buy all this shit because I might be able to make money off it or whatever. You know, like this, if, if masks became a valuable thing, then there would be no masks because Americans would go hoard them and right. buy them and stuff like that. But here, so I, I don't know. But here's the thing. You know, position, what, you know what? You what, should just go with truth. Here's what presidents before did. And and I don't just blame uh, Trump on this one because it's part of the system. We kind of lost this will to act quickly. But if we actually cared about public well-being, we could have, A, listen to the intelligence that it was coming. B, start gearing our economy towards producing more masks and supplies. We could have been true, like tell people the truth and gear production. We have that power, right? Hey, company XYZ, we need you to take a break. And what you're going to do is you're going to produce max and we're going to, you're going to do it quickly and the government's going to buy them all. We do that with war all the time. I guarantee you they would have no problem if it was like a defense issue because they say that the number one thing is for the government to keep Americans safe. Okay. If you have to keep us safe from a bomb, you also got to keep us safe from a pandemic because people dying is people dying. We've already lost more than twice as many people as we lost in the Vietnam war. All right. So like there were actions that could be taken, but of course it's not just Fauci by himself. What you need is a government that actually cares about the people. And the reality is that right now the executive doesn't care about the people and the and it has Congress for a while. and Congress Obama doesn't care. That's right. And Congress doesn't care either. George W. Bush didn't care. It's Bill the Clinton bare minimum. Care. The bare minimum for them not to get a revolution is what they're going to do every time. Yeah. All right. Right. Jason, just go ahead and put a little disclaimer from the editor in there about when we say, ah, listeners said that we lean a little bit left. <laughs> you can go just ahead and say from this point forward, tangent. there's going to be some political, some not political nonsense, some mask nonsense. Do not conflate the two. And uh, that way listeners can eject out of this episode if they're done listening to crypto stuff. <laughs> anyway, so if you stuck around, thanks for sticking around. It was fun. We're not financial advisors. We're not health experts. We are not experts on anything. I might be an expert on how to fly to Cambodia. I'll let you know. And, uh, you know, drop a drop us a comment. Maybe we'll read it. Uh, just, just in case I didn't say it, I think I did. But Captain Seabass does end up you know, his next he doesn't like start trolling and yelling at everybody like you would kind of expect somebody to do from that point. He he actually gives us a couple more compliments and he likes our crypto. Um, he, he likes our crypto thing. He just he has his opinions on this and everyone is entitled to their opinion. I wish it wasn't a, a political thing, but uh, I, I thank him for not, you know, making that into a bad situation. And no, he's open uh, discussion. And like, hey, yeah. you were like totally allowed to critique us and you're not the only person that thinks we get too political sometimes so thanks a lot everybody we'll catch you on the flip side sayonara guys